Man, God is good. It is awesome. Um, because of time, I want to dive in pretty quick. Is that okay? All right, I mean, the Holy Spirit prepared uh, your hearts and prepared for, for the message he has for today for you. Message for you. I'm going to share a story with you on a movie that came out in 2004. And if you haven't watched it, it's a spoiler alert. And I'm going to tell you everything about it. So I apologize if you haven't seen it, but because it's been several years, that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> Has anyone seen the movie Draft Day with Kevin Costner? Has anyone seen it? Not seen it. It's one of my favorite movies, believe it or not. Um, in this movie, Kevin Costner plays a general manager for the Cleveland Browns. Draft Day is about the NFL draft. And it's, uh, if anyone's into football, you know Draft Day is a pretty big deal. And we get college students getting ready to, to go on pro teams, and, and there's a lot of moving around, a lot of chaos, a lot of moving parts. The scene opens where he's getting his cup of coffee in the morning, watching the TV, ESPN's on, and all the hype is going on and so forth like that. And you can just sense that he's got a big responsibility on him. And what he does is, is that someplace in the scene, uh, he takes a piece of paper and he writes something down, but you have no idea what he writes. Puts it in his pocket like a little sticky note. And the rest of the movie just goes to chaos. It's just, I'll give you that much. Because on draft day, it shows you behind the scenes of how, how many football teams are there, 20 32, thank you, 32 teams. All these general managers are making deals behind the scenes, jockeying to try to get a first round pick and doing trades and so forth. And there's only a window of time this all has to happen. And so they're moving and calling and hanging up and, and Costner is playing this, 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 this uh, 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 character trying to manage all of this trying to get his team in the winning position to win the Super Bowl. Nowadays, because of the way sports works, teams, owners, and fans want to see a Super Bowl in year one. So the pressure to make the right decisions and all the distractions and the chaos. And he's making decisions that others are looking at him going, what are you doing? You're absolutely insane. The head coach in the middle of the day comes to him and chews him out. At one point, the owner of the team said, I am going to fire you because of all that you're doing right now. Now, at the beginning of the movie, Early in the movie, most coaches will reach out to the player that they're going to draft first and just reassure them, hey, it's going to be a fun day. Enjoy it. It's going to be a crazy ride. And a lot of these players, their whole livelihood, their whole future, all their dreams are riding on, the, riding on this day. And so in the midst of this, Costner tells one of his players, the player he's going to draft, to stay with him because everything looks like it's going another direction. And until the very end, his girlfriend finds 
the crumbled piece of paper of the player um, he's going to draft, and everything shows that he's not drafting that guy. Until the very end, he turns Costner to pulls off the greatest, amazing draft ever, puts the team in the most winning position, and drafted the guy that he wanted to draft. And in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of all the attacks, he wrote something down, and he stuck with it, even though he wasn't sure how it was going to happen. And do you guys remember the player's name? His last name was Mac. And on this piece of paper, he wrote, Vontae Mac, no matter what. That's what he wrote in the morning. You got to watch the movie. It's pretty powerful. So we get back from prophetic conference. And I have so much coming at me. I'm going to blame Rob Lovett here. There was a time in second service, one of the services, I'm in a different room. He comes up to me, he goes, Matt, I was praying for you and I saw a vision, God grabbing things and stuffing it down your throat. (laughs) Preparing for the message. I said, bro, in that exact worship service, I was in another room in the orphan room and Kim's like, his thumbs couldn't type fast enough. God was downloading messages. And I said, Lord, what do I say? What do I do? There's so much going on. And then he said, this is, this is the title of my message. I wrote this down this morning, preparing for my message. And this is the first thing I wrote to remind me, Jesus, no matter what. Amen. Jesus, no matter what. Jesus, no matter what. Nothing else matters. No distraction, no confusion, no uh, 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 attacks. Nothing else matters. And until we get so determined that we write on a piece of paper every morning and say, Jesus, no matter what, no matter what this day is going to bring me today, Jesus, no matter what. If you go to Hebrews 12, 2. I'm going to read it to you from the Passion Translation. I'm going to start in one. As for us, we have all of these great witnesses who encircle us like clouds. So we must let go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. Then we will be able to run life's marathon, race, uh, run life's marathon race with passion and determination, for the path has been already marked out before us. Verse two, we look away from the natural realm and we fasten our eyes, our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith, faith perfection. His example is this, because His heart was focused on the joy knowing that you would be his. He endured the agony of the cross and conquered humiliation. 
when I say Jesus no matter what, he said you no matter what. He said, you, no matter what. He said, you are the joy before me, and no matter what, I will do whatever it takes to get you back. Come on. Do you hear what I said? You are the apple of his eye. He said, you, no matter what. And as a response to that, I can say, Jesus, no matter what. I can respond to him because Jesus, no matter what. I want to read this to you. Okay, we got to move. Here we go. The conference's theme said lock eyes. Lock eyes with Jesus. Stop locking eyes with the devil. Distractions. Bad circumstances. Your past your failures, your sins, your wounds, your trauma, your fears, your offenses, or your bank account, your cupboards, your closets, or your family, your crazy aunts and uncles, your siblings, or the failure of your parents, or your abilities, or your talents, or skills, or the lack of them. Don't lock your eyes on revival, or encounters, or gifts, or the good fruit, or prophetic, or healing. Lock your eyes on Jesus, and all of that will come. Lock your eyes on Jesus and all of that will come. We start and finish with Jesus. We start and we finish with Jesus. Your life is hidden in him if you're a believer and it starts and finishes with Jesus. I love revival. I want revival. I want Jesus. If Jesus is in it, then I want it. If he's not in it, I don't want it. Simple. It's not a complicated message. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. That says this, is he is your author of your faith, meaning he wrote it on your heart. Then he did not procrastinate or forget about you. He perfected your faith by finishing the job. From the cross to the grave, to Hades, to grab the keys of death, then rescued back those in captivity that died before him, remodeled the tabernacle by tearing down the curtains, blew the doors off the graves, walked out of his own grave, and then was witnessed alive by hundreds, took off to his throne so that we could have the Holy Spirit that would empower us to do greater works than he did. Now that's a good author. He gave you the fullness of joy, peace, rest, and purpose. Plus, he gave you two bodyguards in Psalms 23, 6. Goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. You have two bodyguards. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. They are battling to bring the goodness of God to you all the time. And if you don't feel goodness and mercy, they're fighting a battle. Because maybe we didn't put Jesus no matter what. Maybe we said, my problems, no matter what. My unbelief, no matter what. My sickness, no matter what. My failures, no matter what. How can they follow you? How can your bodyguards protect you when we can't put Jesus no matter what? They're fighting a battle for you. Goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. This is how we regain our sight. If you turn to James 4, 6. 
Um, does someone have that? James 4, 6. Who does? Yes. Because I don't want to bring my phone up that fast. Thank you. Let's see here. It says he, speaking of God, gives us more grace. That is why the scripture says God opposes the proud or resists the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Thank you, Pastor Emily. Okay. God resists the proud. I got to tell you something. Do you know God can't not partner with your unbelief? He cannot partner with your stubbornness, with my stubbornness. He can't partner with my self-reliance. He can't partner with it. He resists the proud. Do you know we're actually called, it reads on verse seven there. We're called to submit to God and resist the devil. Some of us are resisting God and partnering with the devil. Oh, come on. You guys want revival? You got to start changing what you're thinking. You want revival? You got to stop being stubborn. You want revival? I want revival. I got to get my pride out of the way. You want a revival in your life? We got to stop saying, well, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Jeez, complacency. What would happen? Oh, man. Oh, Jesus, stop the sun. <laughs> I'm serious, Jesus. Stop the sun right now. Um, what would happen if I woke up? And by the way, I've been married for 30 years. Thank you. That's awesome. That's a miracle. I'm just saying, it's a miracle. Because you have two human beings that are fallible, that have their own stubbornness, and they have to submit to God to love one another unconditionally. It doesn't always work. So what if I woke up every day going, you know, I'm just not feeling it today, Kim. How she wakes up, I'm not feeling it today, Matt. My feelings only reveal the lies I'm choosing to believe or the truth I'm choosing to believe. My feelings reveal what I'm believing, either lies or truth. I'm not against feelings, just use them for your benefit. This is it. We need to, <laughs> this, is, this is eight points, and then we're going to get to prophetic words. Number one, if you haven't figured it out, lock eyes with Jesus. It's really simple. If that's all you take away from this, Jesus, no matter what, lock eyes with Jesus. Number two, you have to choose to surrender your will. That's simple. You have to choose to surrender your will. Not my will be done. Jesus modeled it. Your will be done, God. That means my will and all the smartness that I have is imperfect. So, Father, I may think I get it and understand it, but I submit my will to you. Three, submit to God. 
That is a conscious choice. It is a conscious declaration. Lord, today, I submit to you. I don't understand everything, Lord, but I surrender and submit my heart to you. Four, receive grace. Receive it. If Pastor Kirk came up to me and said, Matt, here's a gift. Here you go. Here you go. And he, and I, and, or I give to Kirk, here's a gift. And he just sits there. Uh-huh. Cool. You got to receive it, bro. I mean, <laughs> he, did, he does. He does. He's got to receive it. Are your arms ready to receive grace? Or are we so hurt and wounded and stubborn or ah, God's not going to do it for me that we're like, I'm not sure. Receive the grace, God's ability to let you walk out the perfect will of Jesus in your life. Five, this is so important. You cannot do number five until you've done the first four. If you do number five first, you're going to fall on your face. Number five is resist the devil. You cannot resist the devil till you've locked eyes, surrendered your will, submitted to God, and received grace. I've seen too many Christians go, I just got to resist the devil. And I go, have you received grace? Have you submitted your will? Have you surrendered to Jesus? Have you locked eyes on him? Then, six, renew your mind. The greatest battle is not taking an airplane up in the skies and trying to pull down strongholds. The greatest battle is between your ears. If your spirit is born again and God gave you a new heart, then what you think is either blessing you or destroying you. It's about mine. What you think about you, what you think God thinks about you, is the most important thing. And you have to declare his truth to renew your mind. Now, this one, the number seven to regain your sight is repair. I can't spend a lot of time on this, but when you've gotten to this place, you begin to repair with Jesus the wounds of your heart. And two, you now have the strength and grace and courage to repair the wounds you've caused others. And if you don't think you have caused any wounds, just pray for five minutes and God will give you a list. You do it humbly, not condemnation, but to restore connection so they can have healing. And you. And then eight, man, can you speak life? Can you speak life? Can you have a declaration that you speak life over you. Um, uh, I think it's Steve Bachland spoke, or I can't remember his name. This guy's funny. He said, uh, first of all, if you don't prophesy and you're a believer, we want to get you prophesied. Okay? Because Paul says, I wish you would all do it. So there's that. Take it up with him. Two, let me tell you who you're going to prophesy more than anybody else yourself. Every time you speak a word, man, I just suck at this. You just partnered with the devil. Man, God has given me 
everything in life that I need to be successful. You've just partnered with him. Your words are your partnership. The life and death is in the power of the tongue. You either have to mute it, okay, if it's not saying God words, or you have to open it up and start releasing it and start speaking life to what God has told you. The greatest battle is in your mind.